Welcome back to the Oral Health Podcast. Now, yesterday when we were talking to Dr. Sandra White, she did rightly point out that we had not yet discussed the issue of mental health within dentistry. And that is exactly what we're going to do today. Now, I've been joined by Dr. Rob Chafe, who is going to sit down and have a chat about his experiences with mental health within dentistry and how he takes steps to overcome the daily struggles that he still goes through and and also shares some experience with mental ill health that he had during his teenage years. Now, we do get into quite a frank discussion about mental health in this episode, so if that's not something that you're comfortable listening to, then please come back um, for another episode another day. So, Rob, do you want to just take a second to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Oh, hi, everyone. I'm Rob. I'm a dentist. I work in London. I like, um, we, we spoke about with Sophie, I work with Align Technology quite a lot. So I do a lot of like Invisalign, I work in private practice. Um, I'm studying at the minute for an endo master's in Liverpool, which is another thing I like to do. And again, more from like mental health point of view, I was, was realised during like lockdown and on, wearing all that PPE that you just want to do treatments that make you relax. So I just find sitting there doing a root canal for two hours is actually quite relaxing for me. I don't think it's the same for the patient. But for <laughs> me, I get I find it quite chilled. So I just put my tunes on and go. And so, yeah, I'm just trying to do things that, you know, that I enjoy. So I do that. I wanted to yeah, talk about mental health because of some experiences I've had in the past. Um, I've wrote some articles on it, especially talking about uh, mental health in male dentists. So a lot of us as men are not as good at talking as maybe I like to talk, but it's just trying to encourage people to sort of find their voice, having problems, talk about it, don't be scared and things like that, really. So do you want to take a second to talk about um, your own experiences with with mental health, um, just in as much detail as, as you want to? Yeah, cool. So when I was younger, as about 16, I suffered with anorexia. Um, at the time, I was doing well in school. I was quite good with sport, but I got some injuries, some bad things happened in my life. I just didn't handle it particularly well. And yeah, it took me to a really bad place and I nearly died as a result. And just to see on reflection what that A did to myself, B did to my family and my friends, especially as teenagers. Like Now I'm a dad myself, I can reflect on it more and be like, gosh like what have I done to like you know, how much my parents must have felt um, and the impact of that so now I've got over all that 30 years later and I'm getting very old now but you kind of want to like give back so uh, it just encouraged me to write about you know having my eating disorder when I was younger and how these things don't have to be carried with you for the rest of your life as a negative you can learn like we do in, in our practice you can have an experience but learn from it and then use that to kind of hopefully help others that feel like they're really trapped can't have any help and there's always is someone there for you it's just about learning to talk about it find the right people have a good community around you and that and that experience just inspired me especially with like lockdown and I I was chatting with Sophie before about I watched a documentary about Andrew Flintoff the England cricketer and his experiences with bulimia and his experience is so negative I was like well I wanted to flip it on his head and be like well actually as a male professional who suffered with something, I don't want my kids to see, or my friends and people in my community to see that this is so negative. Like I've had this and it can be positive. It's horrible at the time and you just got to learn from it and then try to avoid yourself going there. And the good thing is when you seek help, they give you tools to learn. And when you experience those thoughts and feelings to kind of use the skills they give you to get better. 
and not go back to that place again. So that's why it's really important to talk. Don't just put this in a corner and forget about it. Get help that you need. And you're never penalized by anyone, you know, or anything. If you have a problem, you know, don't believe what you read or don't believe what my friend Joe Blog says. Just if you need help, get it, you know. And as dentists, we see how many patients are suffering with depression at the moment, how many patients are on anxiety medications or depression medications because as what's happened to the world in the last two or three years has really affected that so my, my whole purpose of trying to get involved with mental health in dentistry is to make sure as dentists we look after our mental health use my experiences to try and get people talking about it and find a voice for us so we don't just feel trapped in our surgeries all the time with no hope of getting out and and that sort of feeling really Mm-hmm. So when we were, were having a bit of a chat um, before we, we started today, we were talking about the added pressures of working in um, in dental, in the dental field, as well as the amount of extra burdens we may likely maybe have to take. Um, can you just talk a little bit um, about like maybe specific mental health difficulties or challenges someone who works in dentistry might be more prone to or um and I think I can just describe it as it's a roller coaster and I think most dentists would advocate that most days of Germany there is a little bit of a roller coaster some days it's like the big dipper and then other days it's actually oh it's like the teacups today it's not so bad you know it's pretty chilled but the difficulty we've always got is that as groups of people in our practice there's always like reception trying to hurry us up and then we've got the pressures of doing like the best work we can do We've got financial pressures, so we want to make sure we're earning enough money for either ourselves or our clinics, but still provide a good standard of care that justifies that patient's fee. And being a perfectionist myself, which is probably why I got myself into the situation I did when I was younger, is trying to use that perfectionism to be like, well, just don't let it overwhelm you. Because most dentists, as we always did pretty well in school, or even like nurses are very successful at what they do, and as well as hygienists and therapists, they were all very had that mindset of being a perfectionist and it's about trying to use that to your advantage rather than making it a stressor because during the day there's so many little things that can happen and I work privately so I'm on a different level of stress from targets than what say an NHS dentist would be well I know when you get to sort of February March time it's not a fun time for an NHS dentist because you're on that trying to hit your targets and it can, I, I, I have a feeling, and it's something that I used to speak a lot about or be aware of, just being trapped in a surgery on your treadmill. A lot of surgeons working in London don't have any external lighting. So you're in a box all day long. You sometimes working through your lunch. You don't get outside. You don't do any steps. It's a sedentary job. You sat on your chair. You get up, you'll go to the loo or you'll call the patient in or you'll get up just to grab something here or there. But in general, you're kind of not moving around too much. So all of those things together provide all these sorts of stresses during the day. And it's about trying to manage those in a way that um, makes you feel better. And the way I've kind of worked it out was that I just kind of I cycle to work. So I kind of go into work and I feel like pumped, ready for the day. I'm like full of endorphins at this point. I'm like, right, let's go. Let's get some dentistry. And then try and then it peps your team up, I think, as well. If you come in with a positive mindset, your nurse thinks, oh, Rob's on it today. We can have a really good day. I think if you come in and you're like, oh, another day at work, and, and you don't have that passion because you're so trapped and stressed, I think it 
affects your whole team and then it will make that worse so it's just about trying to break those cycles and it's like almost like walking a little bit further in the morning especially in the summertime like at the moment it's light in the morning it's light in the evening it's not like we're in winter and it's like you're dark all the time as well as all of the other stuff so it's just trying to get out see some fresh air have some steps like start getting like a, I find that those step counters are quite good for people so you can see oh I should try and do like about five to ten thousand steps a day let's just get out do some walking just have a little look at your watch and see oh gosh I've not really moved around today I probably really should get out and do that and you'd be surprised how much better you feel just by like doing a bit more walking every day maybe like you know rather than taking the lift walk up the stairs or little things like that just to really help mm-hmm. but I just find Hearing the birds is quite a nice one. I like it at this time of year. It kind of puts me in a good mood cycling. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the birds. I'm not getting rained on. It's quite nice. So, yeah, that's they're the sort of, I think the stresses and how I try and manage mine. I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm like everybody else. Like, you know, when you, you're running 15 minutes late and your receptionist is getting annoyed with you, it's very stressful. And you're not meaning to, you know, we always try to do our best, but it does get to us, you know, as it gets to the receptionists. And it can be stressful as it can be all the other pressures especially in like the current world where energy bills are rising faster than you know we can all keep up with our prices aren't going up to meet those demands especially if you're working on the nhs it it is stressful but it's just trying to like enjoy your job do the best you can be and but have a nice time doing it and not getting stressed about it and that's kind of what i try and do for like just from picking up what you what you were saying it it sounds like people that work in in dental are very prone to burnout it sounds like quite oh, 100%. a honestly it sounds like such a challenging vocation for so many reasons but then also the impact it actually has on you rather yeah. than like once you've actually got yeah. there and done the work to to do it well I think it's about in my I mean this is what we're all I think everyone chases in life is the work-life balance isn't it like we're all like, no matter what profession you're doing you're always like well, I want to do a bit of exercise and want to look good for some going on holiday so and I want to do this and I want to do that. I want to be good at my job and I want to be successful and I want to earn some money. I want to send my kids to the best school I can. And so we always create our own pressures anyway. I don't know. I, it's really difficult one, isn't it? But I think work-life balance is trying to like, manage that is always a challenge. But I think taking regular breaks is always important, isn't it? Like, you know, working out a way to fit that in holidays especially like the last two years we haven't been able to take holidays um I think that's really important to try and take holidays where you can provide its own stress sometimes especially at the moment with all these tests and travel disruptions and and whatever but I mean it's just trying to just wind down unplug slightly but going back to what I said I did before I think people should like dentistry it is a stressful job maybe more stressful than the average person in the street or lay person would believe it to be but you actually can really enjoy your job you know like we're here talking about mental health and I think we talk about it a lot because we're talking about negative things like you know where we see a lot of people are struggling and, and everything well sometimes and this is where I try and look at life is I will try and flip it on its head and be like, well actually yeah it is a struggle sometimes and it does all get on top of all of us but it's flipping it around, but like, well, actually, I can really enjoy my job because I really like doing these treatments. So I'm going to go on a few courses and learn how to be really good at these treatments. And then I'm going to like take that to work. I'm going to buy all this nice equipment. So now I'm going to do this really nice filling today, get my posh stuff out. I'm going to like make it look incredible and be like really proud of that. Then I'll show the patient. They might not appreciate, it, but you know what? You'll like look at that and be like, I did that and I'm chuffed I've done that. And then 
I kind of the way I try and do it is I when I do filling like white fillings on back teeth I always think in my mind oh the dentist when she goes to the dentist does a checkup they can't see it and they can't chart it that's kind of things like that I try and do just to kind of like make me feel like I'm better and there's so many good courses out there now to kind of give you that and there's some really good inspiring teachers like on social media there's some really inspiring dentists um to see and like be like well if they can do it why can't I and a lot of the time they probably felt exactly the same at some point and was like well actually I need a light bulb moment here and I'm going to go and learn something and same with like root canals I didn't really think 10 years ago when I qualified I'd become like a dentist with specialist interest in root canals and a lot of people are like Rob you do like smile designs and Invisalign why are you doing root canals and it's like well because I really enjoy it and it just gives you that mental break so I can then take an extra after I've done a root canal be like yeah it looks pretty good doesn't it and sometimes they're really challenging, which provides its own stresses. And the more you go down the rabbit hole of, of dentistry and you go to a different level, you open up another can of worms, which provides its own stress. But you keep learning and you just find the passion to actually enjoy your job. And I think if you can get to that place, it's actually a really nice. But if you're working like, you know, in NHS practice, just because you're doing amalgams a lot doesn't mean you can't do nice amalgams or if you then want to learn and do like composites you can start doing them more privately and become really confident and actually say to your patient well I've got this I've got this really good course and I did this I've learned this really good technique and you know all these like private dentists are doing it like in all these places but actually I can do a few I love it like would you like it and a lot of them will just buy into your passion and then it'll just your work-life balance will improve because you're doing better stuff you're happier and your patients are happier and all it just all works synergistically together yeah and it I think you can you can kind of take that advice and apply it to anything like you know we're saying like be proud of the the things that you're doing and really go oh well yeah I know I did a really good job there I can yeah feel good about that and you've got to sometimes hang on to the small the victories yeah, yeah 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 little wins exactly and yeah. it's like even like when you're like you're making you're baking to make for your kids or you're like I want them to really like this cake I just want them to eat it this time and because they usually throw it back at me and I'm, you know and just, I'm gonna make it look amazing or whatever you just have that little bit of every little thing that you do just because you can like it's always gonna be difficult to be the best you know that's another thing I, I found when I went to university I found quite overwhelming was that I went through school and I'd always be like top of the class and I go into this environment with all these people who are exactly the same if not better and then you're trying to learn a different way of learning because you're spoon-fed in school. They just say, learn this, learn that. And then you'll pass the exams, which is what happens. You go to university and it's more problem-based learning. And you're like, you go into all these lectures and you sit in exams six months later and you've been going out and having loads of fun. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm really out of my depth now. So I understand why students get really overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And, and it is the same with life. You then like see all these people posting amazing dentistry online. You're like, oh my god they're so much better than me I feel rubbish and it's just flipping it and it's like well it's not like that they're just doing that to try and inspire others and showcase their work to patients and some people like that do that are only showing their best ones they're not showing all of the ones that they do so it's knowing that information and not using it as a oh well I'm not very good then am I and and I use I do that sometimes like I look at it and I'm like I'm not as good as my mate down the road that keeps posting these amazing things and I'm I feel like really bad about myself today and but it's actually he's not doing it for that reason he's doing it because he wants to inspire people and show people like look I'm just this guy that went to university learned to be a dentist and now I can do this you can mm-hmm. learn to do it too and ask me about it if you want to and I've gone on this guy's course or that guy's course or that lady's course and 
because it's it, a lot of it is just learning techniques and systems you know which we now like teach on which is great we spoke a little bit about the, some of the, the 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 negative side of mental health and I, I i fully appreciate everything you're saying with turn it on its head make it as positive as you can do because it it at the end of the day that's probably the best way to get through it if you are having a bad time is take all those things that you can turn positive and turn it positive where you can if we can sidestep slightly um can we talk a little bit about some of your experiences with dentists who have reached out to you and spoke about some of the the ways that working in dentistry has affected them mentally and like what's been the general consensus from the people that you've spoke to I know we yeah I mean I think I kind of touched on it a little bit before I think with dental students yeah I think dental students go through a lot of stress and I wrote an article recently about how I had a GDC complaint from a checkup and I had the four months of absolute anxiety and stress I felt I couldn't do my job I felt like I've done something so if it's a checkup for it like you know how, how can I do meet not meet this person's standards from a checkup like you know I thought it was like I've done implants before I've done all these big cases I'm like it's going to be one of these and then I found out it was a checkup I was like it blew my mind and I just thought there's something so fundamentally wrong with my diagnosis or communication skills because I thought I did I went over and above for this in this case like literally I went so far for this person um and it just really affected me and and at the end it was found that I'd done nothing wrong which was great and I got a really nice reply from the GDC saying I'm really sorry you had to go through all of that um so there is a degree of empathy with the GDC they are there it's just very cloak and dagger how they operate which I think is what produces this anxiety amongst our profession but because of the experience I went through I wrote about it and it's it's out there if anyone wants to read it um it's the links on on my social media if anyone wants to check it out um but it's really interesting because the GDC have actually commented on it and there's there are things that they're looking at with regarding this which I think is really interesting, but it it pointed a lot of students in my direction, like dental students who are going through a lot of anxiety. I think when you go to university for the first time, I spoke about how, yeah, you, you go from being like really good at school and then you go to university and you're with all these other people that are pretty much the same if not better than you. And that's really overwhelming as an emotion anyway. And trying to handle that is hard. Then you go from having to learn things completely differently. You go from being the best and then you often fail a few exams along the way as you learn how to manage that. That's overwhelming. You're away from home. You've got no family there to give you a hug when you're in a bad day. Breakfast isn't made for you. All these little things that we take for granted as kids, adolescents and teenagers, we don't have. We've got to kind of wing it all ourselves. And it's so overwhelming. So the amount of feedback I had on that article from students was like actually quite overwhelming for me. I was just sat in my garden with my kids being like, God, I don't want my kids to feel this way. Like we can't let this carry on. So I think it's really good that people are talking about it. Hence why I I wanted to do this. And I'm very passionate about it because it can't carry on. This is the way mental health is. It's improving in society. I think personally, our profession is left behind. I I really do. uh, There's not enough done about it. And I know 
um, a few people who are in jobs at the tops of organizations in dentistry feel the same. And they're trying to then in their organizations and their members, because a lot of it is membership based, which is another annoyance with our profession, um, that they're trying to then improve things. So it's just trying to open up mental health in our profession to the, everybody, whether you're a student, whether you're a dentist. And we also had dentists contacting me saying they went through similar experiences. Like, you know, they had checkups and have end up at the GDC. And I'm like, in my mind, like, how is this even possible? And, and when you go through those sorts of um, issues, it's really hard at home because like, I'm married to a non-dentist. So my, my partner, at the, you know, didn't understand the stress. She was like, she's like, believe in the system, believe in yourself. And like, it's exactly what Sophie just said. Like, yeah, flip it upside down. It's like positivity. But sometimes you can't get there. It is really difficult to get there and, and but it but my wife was right you know because i was proven that nothing was wrong but when you're stuck in that rabbit hole of like self-loathing fear it's horrid and there's no one there for you because you don't talk to your mates about it because they're like well i look like i'm not very good and why don't I tell my friend because then you then judge me and and i don't want to tell my other friends that aren't dentists because they won't understand and you're not talking to anyone so it kind of in my life kind of like was a little bit out of control for a while and it, but it happens to all of us even like me it's like someone trying to talk about mental health and what I learned about it we still have struggles it's amazing how it affects everyone like these things these this the GDC the pressures of being perfect in the eyes of the GDC patients being the perfect student being the perfect you know everything it's very challenging it's it's a tricky one but lots of people have reached out and it is incredible incredible how many people are undergoing stress in our profession and they're scared to talk about it because of the fear of like being told sorry the gdc are there you better not say anything and it's um it's actually not the case mm -hmm. and it's just frightening really i can't imagine how much stress it must put on a person and then having that limbo as well, where you don't know what the outcome's gonna be and carrying that around, it's it's not something someone should have to go through unless it's very, 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 for something simple, you shouldn't need to be put through something like that. No, and I, I do believe like the GDC is a great organization. And I think that they have a really challenging job to do. And that, I mean, I don't know statistically how many numbers of complaints they have. I would probably assume that they've increased over the last two years. Like the, the first year post lockdown, everyone was kind of relaxed and was like, well, yeah, we're just lucky to have you guys. Um, whereas now it's kind of like the patience has ran out and I think the complaints have gone up. People's stress have gone up. Um, and then there's pushing everything else that's going on in the world. Stress has gone up. So it's like we're in that stress pot, really, aren't we? And that's whether that's patients going to organizations like the GDC because they're just so impatient, that they're just so annoyed, and the life has caught up with them. And I think that hopefully, as time moves on, it, this will change. But it's it's a societal thing, maybe as well, not just a sort of institutional thing. For anyone that um, maybe is listening and has realized that some of that resonates with them. What are some um, bits of advice? I know you've given quite a bit, but is there any, um, I don't know, any organizations that can help with these specific types of like stress, burnout, and 
or is yeah. it like where would you point someone if someone came to you for that's a really good question because it's a it's not very well documented is it I think again in our profession it's not well documented as I said earlier I think we've been really left behind and I think one thing I kind of want to really push with is to try and see if we can improve things so I think the first point of course always just talk to like a colleague or someone that you trust if you don't want to do that these days we've got we people forget how good social media is there's the key word in it is social it's not just media it's not just marketing there'll be someone that you can talk to even if you don't know them like I've had people message me about mental health now and I can help you know help people with that so you can message people um then there's some good organizations so I think the main one is the BDA Benevolent Fund and again it's a company that's not really well known and it's a charity basically and their their aim is just to support people in dentistry you don't have to be a dentist necessarily um you can just call them up and be like can I have some help please um I'm struggling with this then they can help triage you uh, to where you need to go I did the London Marathon for them a few years ago. Uh, well, actually, last year. They do a lot of good things. It's just it's not a well-known organisation. And because of its name, people think, oh, I have to be a BDA member to get their help. And you don't. You can just literally Google them, contact them, and they will help you. It's a pure charity. And it's an old charity that's changing. So it's evolving. So I got quite involved. They wanted me to be a stakeholder, but I just didn't have the time. Um, and what they want to do is to try and make it more accessible to younger people. Um, so that you'll see if you follow them on Facebook or Instagram, they're doing a lot more content now. So they're trying to reach out um, to more people so people know they're there. So that's a really, as a port of call for dentists, it's a really good place to go. Sometimes, though, you're in crisis and there's no one to turn to. So there's always like, and the BDA, Benevolent Fund told me this, always the Samaritans. You know, that's always there for people. Um, just give them a call. One of my colleagues worked for them during lockdown and she found it very inspiring um so i think there are a lot of people and nice people um there to support i think that and also you've got like you know if you're feeling down and anxious you can always go to your gp you know and talk to a, a professional because often you know the world is stressful right now our generation has been dealt a bit of a hard deal. Like we've dodged like world wars and things like that, which is great for like from grandparents, you know, generations, which would have been absolutely 100% woeful and horrid. Um, but I think we've had a lot of like ups and downs and recessions and COVID and more recessions and more all these sorts of financial pressures, like the cost of living is rising faster than it has since about the 80s. So we're kind of hitting that. And so I think we've had a bit of a tough time over the last few years. And it's understandable that, you know, it's affecting us. So just kind of getting help with that, really. And from, from my experiences as well, when I had anorexia, the best thing for me ever was counselling. Like I had, I had to get myself over the acute problem. I don't think it depends on what situation you find yourself in. If you're in an acute phase of like of, of whatever you're going through, You've got to seek medical help you know like the bda benevolent fund won't be able to help you with that and so the samaritans will maybe talk to you but they won't be able to help you. you've got to sort of just pick up the phone and and you know and getting to a gp these days isn't always easy so that also is difficult with fitting in around work but i think sometimes just take the day off just phone in sick and be like right i've got to look after myself here and, and just do it like turn up at their 8 a.m and be like because i'll see me today i need to speak to somebody and they will do that they will gps will do that yeah. um 
and get through the acute phase and then once you get through that the, the support phase with like counseling is, is amazing like it's all about learning to talk recognize give you the tools so like everything in life you give you these tools to deal with those situations because you're always going to get stressed and you know, you're going to have kids you're like god every day seems very stressful like it's crazy um i don't know how i ever how i'm here like i could barely do my own shoelaces half the time i never look in the mirror these days because i don't have time um, when I have my kids running around, it's like madness. So it's, it's, there's always something, isn't there? And I think yeah. that life is just stressful. It's about how, having the tools in yourself to be like, right, I'm going to turn that glass from being half empty today to half full um, and learn to flip it on its head. And you can't always do it, but then you just know you have the tools to then manage those really dark days when you have a dark thought, dark feeling right now. No, that's stupid. I'm a, like now I'm a dad and I'm a parent. What would my kids say? You know, I've got to set an example to my children. I set an example to my colleagues. I'm like, I'm now that I'm getting so old, I'm the senior dentist in our practice. I'm like, right, no, I, I can't be the one that's turning up, you know, you know being mean and or whatever. I have a responsibility to be as good as I can be. And I need to lead by example because with it in life, you've just got to. You've just somehow. You know, a lot of the, the pre, I might find like my parents or in-laws would always say, you just got to get on with it. Come on, just get on with it. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, you know, shake you a little bit. Like, come on, that's what we had to do. You just get on with it. And I think, well, it's not quite like that now. I think you, you, you need to kind of learn how to handle that. And then once you've learned those tools, you can be like, well, yeah, now I can just shake myself off a bit. I, but you've got to get to that point in your life when you learn how to manage that. And it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah. I think that's a um, that's some really really good advice. And yeah, the Samaritans are a brilliant brilliant organisation. They're fantastic, but um, yeah, they, like you said, there's not really a substitute for going and seeing a GP in some cases. Which yeah. you know, if you've got to go and see your doctor, go and see your doctor. It's there's always someone that can help you. Um, whether it's your mum, dad, you know, colleague. So I said to the day off, just take it off. You know, if you're in a bad place, just take it off. Mm-hmm. Get your head, get yourself organised, and then go back in on the following day, hopefully feeling better than you did when you made that phone call or when you turned up at your GP. Yeah. And, and that's the way you just got to kind of break it into baby steps, little baby chunks. Mm-hmm. I did the same with, like, you said burnout and earlier, and I think it's a really good word because burnout, I think, is mental and physical. And I think mentally we get burnt out so easy and the way I kind of break mental um burnout down is taking each thing into little chunks like I work at some 12-hour shifts and I like I just break my day into little chunks that's what I do with my marathon training I'm like right okay it's an overwhelming job I've got to do and all this training's over I'm just got to break it into chunks and, and build them up um and then but you've got to be careful with the physical burnout as well because I find like you know cycling a lot or walking a lot or then increasing your exercise to try and feel better can cause burnout because you're doing too much so you've got to take it slow always listen to your body as I said don't be scared to take a day off work mm-hmm. um we all need it sometimes um yeah it might create its own stress but you know patients cancel all the time come on you, you, you're the if you're in work and in a bad place you're not going to do a good job for those people you know just take sometimes take a day for yourself don't do it all the time because that's not professional but if, if it's very important Mm-hmm. Get, get get your ducks in a row get you know um and and the good thing is there was always someone there for you there always will be it's just remembering that um and finding the one that you feel comfortable with 
Yeah. You know, on the note of, um, of taking a day off and taking some time for yourself, I'm going to let you get on with the rest of your day because I have interrupted <laughs> your day off. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> to sit that's and talk cool. to you. But um, it's no, been, it's fine. I say this a lot, but it genuinely has been a really insightful conversation. And I think some really, really good bits of advice and perspective shared to be frank so um yeah no I, I really appreciate you yeah. sitting and talking to me oh, it's a pleasure I mean it's something I'm really passionate about especially since I've had children as well and seeing people talk negatively about things it always makes you feel a bit emotional um going through some of this because being like I just don't ever want my kids to feel this way mm-hmm. I don't ever want my colleagues to feel that way um I'm getting all up now um but it's just it's incredible how how much these things affect us and it's just about finding a way to navigate that so we can all get get the lives we should have we should be happy right you see people walking down the street oh everyone seems happy well they're not but we should be happy we should have a nice time all the time yeah. the world is beautiful our lives are beautiful like i take as i said i have to go back to that thing i like the sound of the birds that to me game changer and and I hear the birds every morning. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a good day, you know. So I just, I like, I appreciate the really little things in life. Mm-hmm. It helps me. Dr. Rob Chafe there talking about mental health within dentistry and I will link all of his information as well as the organisations he's mentioned below. If you want to learn more about Smile Month you can go to smilemonth.org. You can also follow us on social media and if you want more bespoke oral health advice then you can go to dentalhealth.org forward slash dental helpline to talk to our helpline team. Thank you once again, Rob, for joining me. It's been a brilliant uh, conversation. It's been good to talk to you. Thank you to Align Technology for linking us up with Rob because without you, this wouldn't have been able to happen. And thank you to you as well for listening.